Okay, so I want to talk cookware for a second because I haven't told you guys about this company and I recently tried their products and I fully understand the hype now. So they're called Great Jones and they make really high quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that also happens to be beautiful. Like I know it's kind of a weird way to describe cookware, but you'll see what I mean when you go on the website. In terms of colors, they have your classic black and white, but they also have pinks, greens, yellows, blues, just like really vibrant, fun colors. And everything is non-toxic. So they have, you know, Dutch oven, ceramic dishes, non-stick sheet pans. Everything is non-toxic to me. That's huge. And we all know, like, I'm not the biggest cook, but I have my staples. And I got originally from them the Fry family, which is the eight and 10 inch ceramic non-stick pans. And they're just great. I got them in the white because that matches the best with my kitchen. I love cooking on them. And I also, I know, again, it sounds kind of weird, but I love the way they look in my kitchen. And the thing is, Once you get these, you're going to want to get them for your friends. So they make incredible gifts for weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays, whatever occasion you need. It's a great gift. Upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code CBC. That's greatjones.com, promo code CBC. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Joel. Hi, Em. Okay, so in last Tuesday's episode, when we were talking about Jada and Will at the end, you interrupted that segment and you were like, I am so sorry, but I need to read you a tweet that I just saw from Popgrave. And it was a tweet that said, a source tells ET about Travis Kelsey being protective of Taylor Swift at an SNL after party they attended together. Quote, at one point, he actually told her security guard that he could step aside, like he'd take it from here. And obviously you read that to me and I was like, Okay, that's maybe the hottest thing I've ever heard. And a few days after that, when we released our episode, Travis and Jason released their episode and they were talking about it. Jason said, do you feel like a security guard when you're with Taylor? And Travis responded, I feel like when I'm on a date, I feel the sense of I'm a man in this situation. I'm protective. Yeah, for sure. You always kind of have that feeling or that self-awareness, I guess. And we posted the transcript of that on our story with the caption like, why is this the hottest thing ever? And I would say probably 95% of the responses were people agreeing of like, yes, this is so unbelievably attractive. There were maybe 5% of people that were like, it's not, this is you know, prime example of toxic masculinity. This is really affirming traditional gender roles. To which I say, I fully respect if that's your opinion. It is not mine. Like whatever this is, I am all about it. If you want to say that it's toxic, then I guess I'm liking toxic for this particular one. Because to me, a guy that is not hot-headed but understands the role of being protective when it is necessary is just like, never something I'm going to be mad at. I mean, to me, that was the most attractive thing he could have said. And somebody replied to our story and they made the point of Travis Kelsey being protective without being possessive, which I feel like really hit the nail on the head. Because the fact of the matter is, is when you're dating Taylor Swift, there is never a situation that she is going to be in that doesn't require some degree of protection. It's why she is constantly with security. She does not leave the house without security. She is not in her house without security. And so for Travis Kelsey to take that on and have that understanding of stepping into that position to some degree and offering her and providing her with a sense of security and protection is like, to me, it's all you could ask for if you're Taylor. And honestly, as a woman, I feel that way because. There are countless situations that you could be put in at any given moment when you leave the house where you would require or want or feel so much security and having a certain degree of protection. And so really that idea of protection without possessiveness is 
to me, I, there's nothing wrong with that. To me, that's only attractive. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, listen, if it was up to you and I, we could talk about this one comment the entire episode. I won't do that to everyone. But what I will say is that this one comment to me illustrates a far larger point about this whole relationship, which to me is just like, simply put, Taylor has never dated anyone like this. Taylor has never dated anyone that one takes the job of dating Taylor Swift this seriously. And I mean that positively. And second of all, is this just like confident in himself and his masculinity and is entirely unintimidated by the powerhouse that she is because he is the powerhouse in his own right, in his own field. I can't get over any of it. And the aspect of it I actually really can't get over while we're discussing it is this is all being said on a podcast. Like, I think that this element is like being so severely ignored. I know I said it last week where it was like crazy to me that Taylor's just dating some guy with a podcast, but like, seriously, what celebrity do we know, especially a celebrity of this magnitude that is going on dates with the most famous woman in the world, dating the most famous woman in the world, and then recapping it for us on a podcast? That is unheard of. No, it is unheard of. And to me, it emphasizes the point I was making last week, which is like, perhaps the most unheard of part of this entire situation is that he's talking about his, basically at the core of it, his date with Taylor Swift on a podcast with his brother and not one person views it as cloud chasey, Taylor included. And I, I agree. I don't either. But all of this, specifically this, specifically the fact that here we get these viral paparazzi photos and then we have said person in photos recapping that on his own podcast that naturally generates clicks and money for him. And not one person is viewing that as an issue, which I love because I don't view it as an issue either. But like, how did he just bypass that? Because I feel like in most cases, the antennas that are up for people assuming whoever is with Taylor is doing it for the clout, for the fame, you know, for the perks are so high. And everyone just like universally decided that he's a good guy and it doesn't apply to him. I'm so on board. I just fascinating. I think he just radiates good guy energy and people can feel that and respond to it. I think that obviously Taylor is equally as into it and is for her standards and like for what she's used to doing, being far more public with it than she would typically be. I mean, she's with his family. She's, you know, showing up at SNL. She's being seen going out to dinner. Like these are not things that we saw from her relationship with Joe Alwyn, which brings me to the next point of like coming off of the heels of the relationship with Joe Alwyn. People love seeing how public this can be. And people love seeing Taylor in this era because it wasn't her reality for a while that they're, you know, kind of now piecing together. But I also think that something that Travis Kelsey proved is that you can be public and still be respectful. And I think there are so many celebrities who feel like the two are mutually exclusive. And so they don't share with the public and they don't, you know, in include their fans in on this journey of their personal life because the automatic assumption is that like they can't do both. Like it's disrespectful to the relationship to allow people in. And I think something that Travis Kelsey is doing is really putting forth this example of like, you can be extremely, extremely respectful of the relationship. And in fact, it actually can be more respectful to lean into how much everyone is into it because you're equally as into it as well. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's not for every relationship, but this is just an example of one where it is so clearly working and they just are both so clearly going about this in a way that works for them. And I don't know. I just think it's crazy. 
It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm sorry. I know we've been talking about this for weeks now and it's like, all right, we get it. It's happening. For me personally, in this moment, I'm not saying it will never get old, but I'm telling you that in this moment, it has not gotten old. And again, the point that I always make is like, that is coming from us. We are by no means diehard Swifties. I, I just can't imagine what it must be like if you are. And so for us who just like like Taylor Swift as a baseline level, not like a, a diehard level, we don't even, to me, we don't even do, do it fully justice or at least what I have to imagine. Listen, I'm not going to gaslight everybody here. Like I'm not going to pretend that like it isn't crazy for me to be as into this as I am, but I'm obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. No, I know. It's it's amazing. I It's, it's just like so right. It is so right. And by the way, her at that game and her reaction to him getting tackled was so goddamn relatable. Like I always say that I could never imagine dating a football player. I mean, (laughs) wait, hold on. Let me go back. I actually never say that. I 100,000% could imagine it. However, one thing that I can imagine being difficult when dating a football player is watching them get tackled because like, even though they'll be okay, you never want to watch someone you love just like get the shit knocked out of them. And she was having a, a hard time with that, which I really understood. The football element of it makes it feel like a high school relationship. And not because I view it at all juvenile or anything of the sort. It's just like the idea of Taylor showing up and supporting him at these football games as if she is just like a random girl. I, I can't get over any of that. Like, Even when we see celebrities dating football players, first of all, none of them are as big as Taylor Swift is. And second, I feel like when they go to the games, it's after like months of speculation about them being together and it's very private. It's not the biggest celebrity in the box with all of her friends at one game and his parents at one game and picking up garbage around the box and cleaning it up at another. Like everything about this is just not in the playbook. No, the the playbook has vanished. There is not a playbook in sight, as far as I'm concerned, and I love that. If this is if this is playbookless living, I do never want to see a playbook again. By the way, but then and for him to then come on a podcast and just talk about it, like what? There's no like gaslighting the public. That's what I love about this too. And I, I always say that the most annoying thing in a relationship is when a couple is really public, but then like. They act like you're the crazy one for asking them about their relationship. And they're like, you know, some things are just really meant to be private. Like, we don't want to let the public in on that. This is just for us. And it's like, okay, if it's just for us, then like, you're showing us. Like, we didn't make you do this. But Taylor and Travis have this thing of like, we're going to be really public with it. We are not going to hide it. And we're also not going to be ashamed to talk about it and make the public feel crazy for wanting to know about something that we're so clearly letting them in on. Yeah. And you know what? I can really appreciate that because how many times has that not been the case? It's such a fucking rarity. It really is. Listen, guys, nothing crazy to say here, but another week of absolutely yes, 100% all in and cannot wait to see how this progresses. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because Realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her, but I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, and it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. 
Their Wi-Fi connected, they come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Absolutely love recording the podcast on the day that Kim drops Kim's men. It feels so right. This is a really good one. I'm sorry. I saw this and I was like, oh shit, she did that. I just think something that's so funny about the Skims Men launch is it had existed as a hypothetical for us for so long because when Kim and Pete were at the height of their relationship, I think so many of our minds went to that business strategic place that we had kind of assumed Kim's mind was going to, which was thinking that Skims Men would launch or some variation of Skims Men would launch and that Pete would be the face of it and there would be a, you know, launch either involving just him or them as a couple. And so to now fast forward, be a year plus out from that breakup and have it launch in a completely different way than what we were expecting, but still such a brilliant and, you know, spoken about way. I don't know. To me, it's just so funny to see what we had assumed it would be versus what it actually ended up being. I know. It's like, listen, I love Pete as much as the next guy, but for her to get Neymar, that's a really, really big deal. I mean, by the way, um, if I'm saying I'm losing my mind right now. Well, what I think is really funny is that, you know, celebrities will often talk about how their kids are their toughest critics. I know actors say that a lot of the times where their kids won't even watch their movies. And with Kim, you know, she certainly achieved a high level of respect when it comes to skims from, I would say at this point, most of her target audience and honestly, a lot of the world. But I'm sure St. West is not in the category of thinking that Skims is the coolest thing ever. And now she gets Neymar. Like if, I, if I'm Saint, that is the most legitimizing thing Kim as my mom could have possibly done for her business. Well, something I'm also really interested in, just from like kind of tying in the Saint perspective of it, is 
when this all sort of started to come into play, because we saw Kim in the spring, of course, take Saint and his friends on this soccer trip, the soccer Euro trip. And one of the people that Saint met and that Kim posted with was Neymar. And so I'm so curious, obviously, about the timeline of Skim's men coming together. Is that a conversation they had had then? Was Skim's men in the works then? Like, how did they decide on these specific three people for the campaign? Like, to me, the behind the scenes of that and the decision making is so much more interesting to me as it applies to this campaign than as it applies to others. Because I think a lot of times that we've seen Skim's campaigns, it's all kind of made sense. Like it's clicked right away. We understood how she arrived at this specific campaign and how she arrived with these people. And as genius as we think it is, you know, there's no connecting the dots there. It's just like, oh, wow, that's brilliant. But this is one where I'm like, wow, how were these three specific people chosen? What was the timeline of getting this together? Were there people that she had originally wanted that didn't agree to do it? Like how many more people and and what does Skims men look like going forward? Like I just have so many questions about it now. Right. And the best part about that is that presumably we will be getting that on next season. That seems like the exact type of thing that Kim would bring cameras to. Same way how the Hulu camera shot Tyra and Heidi Klum and Alessandra Ambrosio, I am sure, if permitted, the Hulu cameras will be there for the Neymar shoot. I also like, I can't go, like, who's next? Here's the thing. The possibilities are endless. And I say that with my entire chest. Like truly, whoever you think is the absolute most out of this world person I want you to put it into this world because to me, it's feasible. Michael V. Jordan for Skims Men. Travis Kelsey for fucking Skims Men. Oh my God. We'll never get that. I'm just saying, I mean, I understand obviously the Kim and Taylor of it all. And certainly that's a roadblock. And obviously Travis is not doing anything to fuck up the Taylor train, nor should he. But in a hypothetical world that just the universal pull of wanting Travis Kelsey and Skims underwear is so strong that it forces Kim and Taylor to make up. Now, now that's something I can get on board with. Well, something that's really interesting that I think about that is I've never really had an overwhelming desire for Kim and Taylor to make up. Like, not that I'm opposed to it, not that I wouldn't want to see it, but I just, it hasn't been that same pull for me. And it probably is because they were never friends in the first place. It's not like they had this falling out and we kind of want to see it be repaired. It was just like, there was no friendship. There was a major issue that seems kind of hard to repair. and things were just kind of left alone. And I've never felt like, oh my God, I, I hope they kind of fix things. Like I hope they they make up and become friends because the fact of the matter is, is there's such little overlap between them. There's never really a time where them not being friends creates an issue or is so blatant in our you know view of pop culture. But now that there's a possibility of seeing Travis Kelsey for Skims Men, I'm like, please make up, please become friends. Right. I mean, I cannot think of a more desirable outcome. It'll never happen. Don't get your hopes up. My hopes aren't up. I'm just throwing them out there because why not? I think that she's going to surprise us though with with who else is going to be featured. I mean, first of all, Cardi just did a feature. So if there is a God, there would be a Cardi Offset collab. Offset on Call Her Daddy was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) You're not eating a burger, my boy. No, I have not stopped laughing about him saying that he sent 100,000 nudes. No, he was really something. The disappointment in his voice when he was answering the listener question about her being frustrated that her boyfriend isn't so skilled at going down on her was like, just hilarious. I truly think that he is one of the most entertaining celebrities on the face of the planet. And as is Cardi. So the combination of the two of them together is like, 
I have always felt like they were soulmates who were meant to be. And every time I see them interact with each other, or interact with the public, or really show their personalities, I am so confident in the fact that I was right. I'm going to tell you, and I don't think this would happen, but one that I just thought of that to me would be unfucking believable is Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz in a Skims Couples campaign. Oh, God, that would be so good. That's like a fuck me up. That would be so good. I wish that had come out for Magic Mike promo. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if history repeats itself, there's always another Magic Mike. <laughs> Considering we were the only ones that found that to be as enjoyable of a movie as we did, I don't know if there's going to be another one, but yeah, we can hope. Imagine Salma Hayek and Channing Tatum for specifically like in a paid partnership with Magic Mike and Skims. The possibilities are fucking endless. No, I mean, it's almost overwhelming to consider. And I'll tell you that if Tom Brady didn't have his own underwear line, I actually think because him and Kim are both so business-minded that they would capitalize on the buzz about you know them potentially having a thing and fully lean in for a campaign. Not, not with her in it, obviously just him. I was thinking Justin and Haley also, but Justin did Calvin. And I wonder, I wonder how long the exclusivity on that is. Cause I feel like it's gotta, it's gotta be a while. I mean, imagine Kendall and Bad Bunny. No, shut up. Shut up right now. Imagine Timothy and Kylie, like just, we don't even have to leave. We can just be in the family. By the way, I'm not throwing a Corey Gamble Chris ad out of bed. Never, never, ever, ever. Speaking of, where are Kylie and Timothy? Feels like it's been a while. They've been awfully quiet for my liking. I just feel like don't give me three really public appearances and then take that away from me. Yeah, it was a little bit of a blue ball situation. Although, I mean, you can't even say that. <laughs> there was no blue ball. Like we fully, we came. <laughs> and, we came. And, <laughs> And like we just we that's came. just what it, we did we came and now we are a little bit back to square one although i feel confident that it is still unfolding behind closed doors and i think that the difference between me and you with, with this particular couple for some reason and correct me if i'm wrong or if my interpretation is inaccurate but i feel like i am more easily satiated by having the knowledge even though it's not actual knowledge it's just like what i believe to be knowledge that something is happening behind closed doors whereas i think you really thrive on having the physical proof. Yeah, 100%. But you know what? Like, here's my thing. I know they're still together. It's not like at this point, I'm questioning whether or not they're still together, although I love having the proof to prove it. Like we just saw them, by the way, it wasn't that long ago that they were at Paris Fashion Week and we saw glimpses of them at the same party or leaving together or holding hands, obviously not in the same public way that the US Open or Beyonce was, but we certainly still have proof of them being together. And, you know, we always say with the Kardashians, like, unless you hear otherwise, whatever was happening is happening. I just think, and you know what? This is kind of where the Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift of it all comes into play, where it's like, they really did it right. You know, like they said, we're going to be public and we're going to stay public. I, I can't do this back and forth with Timmy. It's not, it's not good for me, you know? Like if you're going to be public, I need you to be public because I need that content. Yeah, I I get it. I mean, I I certainly would not turn it down. I just feel like they're doing it in a very them way. And the optimist in me wants to believe that they are gearing up for some form of a red carpet appearance. Don't you love that about Taylor and Travis? Like that's kind of it, isn't it? Because 
I was really thinking about it as we were talking about it before, where we were saying, you know, it's one thing to like, you know, do this so publicly and be at his games and for them to be in New York together. But what it really is, is like, that isn't entirely unusual to see a couple be public. I think what's entirely unusual is to get it on this consistent of a basis. Where it's like a lot of times with celebrities, we see the Kylie and Timothy thing where they do the whole public appearance and they give it to us in that way. And then they disappear for a couple of months or they disappear until it's the next thing. Then they come out and then they retreat back in. Like To be getting this level of openness and being this public, this consistently is such an extreme rarity. Yes. And also to me, what it signals is that they are deeply enjoying it. Both things, deeply enjoying the events that end up being publicized and also how publicized it's become. And I don't mean that in like a PR way. I think that the way that we're riding the wave, they're riding the wave as well. I think there is something that's exhilarating about it for them. I mean, they are their core performers in different ways on different stages. I don't think that's that crazy. And honestly, I can't fault them for it. No, me either. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got there from Skims Men's, but that was really something. And I'm very curious and excited to see where this goes. Specifically, hopefully, you know, the end all be all will be when Kim is in a committed relationship and her and whoever that person is does a Skims collab. That will be like, we have peaked. Oh, by the way, that's another thing that I meant to to bring up to you while while we're on the subject before we move on. Kim and OBJ, nothing nothing on that front at all. I told you, I was always a little bit skeptical of that. I could be wrong. It could t- certainly be happening. But actually, that's a good example of, I don't see Brady doing this. I certainly could see OBJ doing a Skims ad. Certainly. And that would be a yeah. really good one. That would be a really good one and a really big one. I mean, you know, to me, best case scenario, of course. You know what I'm going to say, right? Or no? LeBron? Well, yes, but Drake. Oh, I mean, duh. Yeah, not going to happen. That but. also doesn't feel crazy. Like, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but it's not like Travis Kelsey doing it crazy. It's not the craziest thing in the world. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. 
a little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to dot com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's dot com promo code CELEBS. In other news, Bradley Cooper and Gigi Hadid, they're seeing each other, guys. Again, we're getting a little bit of consistent publicness. Most recent quote is a source telling people, quote, they're having fun. It appears super casual now, but they both have kids, big careers, busy lives, and understand what life is like in these circles. It's cute and there's an attraction. Just for context, because I know everybody's going to Google it. He's 48, she's 28. The first time they were spotted together was October 5th when they were having dinner at Via Carota. And most recently they've been spotted in his car. Apparently they took a weekend trip out of the city most recently, it was on the 20th, they were walking together in the city and he was wearing Ellen DeGeneres boxers, which just feels noteworthy. But it's just something to watch. I'm not saying it's going to be anything serious, but it is certainly a fling that has progressed past the initial stages, meaning it's a fling that they are willing to be publicized. And by the way, another example of Taylor Swift coming into play in this one, because the report comes out that they are taking weekend trips together. And then shortly after that report comes out, a report comes out that said weekend trips are to Taylor's Rhode Island house. Yeah. She is just everywhere at the moment. It's so crazy. You know, obviously over the summer, she was everywhere because she was on tour. But what we're seeing now is her everywhere in just an entirely different way. Like every major pop culture story, it seems like she is either popping up in or being connected to. Like she obviously has her own relationship right now, which is just completely taking over everybody's mind and everything. She's popping up at SNL for her ice spice. She's, you know, at the height of Sophie's divorce with Joe, they're going out to dinner, Taylor and, and Sophie, and Taylor is giving her one of her properties to live in while she sorts this out in New York. Now we have Gigi and Bradley, which is one of the bigger couples of the fall now. And Taylor is giving them her Rhode Island house for the weekend for their getaways. Like, how is she everywhere? No, that part I am specifically loving because it's one thing when you hear Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper take weekend trip out of the city. It's another thing when you hear Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper take weekend out of city to Taylor Swift's Rhode Island mansion. It's like, oh, suddenly the plot has thickened in a serious way. You know, the other thing with Bradley and Gigi that I can really get behind is the sheer fact that they're just New York celebrities. Like I am always obsessed with the convenience of that because I feel like so many times we see celebrities trying to make it work you know, oh, we're in LA all the time, so it can work to be bi-coastal. It just takes so much pressure off and it creates for so much ease when you both have your primary residence in the same place. Yes, and also, you know, factually, they just happen to live pretty close to one another. <laughs> yes, they do, actually. You know what I mean? Like knowing where those apartments are, like it's it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. No, it's it's very convenient for them. And I can really appreciate that, especially considering they're both parents and both of their kids are being raised in New York. I mean, for me, if I'm liking a guy, the fact that it is also wildly convenient is only going to increase his chances of this working out. Because to not have to put thought into seeing each other and just have the joy be seeing each other is not something to be discounted. I mean, I never really understand how people are able to make bi-coastal work because I feel like I can't even date somebody that doesn't live 
in my area. Well, I think what it comes down to is like, there just is much more of an intentionality that needs to be in place. If you want to make that work, you really can't be lazy about it. And you have to know yourself. And like, if you know that, and I, I mean, I certainly speak for both of us in saying this, we can be a little lazy when it comes to that. So to know that I really like this person and also getting to hang out with them is not such a process. Like, yeah, that's, that's going to up the chances for sure. A million percent. And just speaking of Bradley for a second, obviously we know his ex Irina had been reportedly seeing Tom Brady and TMZ reported on the 21st that they've split saying that it just fizzled out. Sources connected to the former pair tell TMZ the two eventually quote fizzled out after some time together. No drama or scandal just came to an end. The signs have been on the wall recently that things were likely over as each has spent a lot of time in separate cities. It was back in July and August when things really heated up between the two. She spent the night at his place in LA, got affectionate in the car, and even took a trip overseas. They were spotted coming out of the same London hotel. Some started to wonder if Irina had gotten back with her ex, Bradley Cooper, early last month when she posted a pic of him on social media. At the time, sources told us Irina and Tom were still together. So yes, confirming Irina and Bradley have not gotten back together. They just have remained friendly exes, and apparently, I guess, her and Tom have kind of run its course. You know, it's not like I ever thought that her and Tom were going to end up together. I, again... I think I said this at the time, like I loved the idea of them together, but I didn't know their personalities well enough to hypothesize what this looked like in the long run at all. But I did have fun with this couple while it lasted. To me, I felt like it did exactly what it needed to do. You know, it was perfect. I agree. It did exactly what it needed to do. And what's fun about both Tom and Irina is that you know they're going to go on to date somebody where like the next phase of it will also do what it needed to do. Like it will also be a fun pop culture moment. It will be a name. It'll be somebody, you know, it'll be a relationship to pay attention to. And to me, that is nothing but exciting. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the Viral Turquoise Tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, New Kids on the Block, Sean Paul, Sum 41, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. 
Okay, so another relationship update is that Sophia Bush is reportedly dating soccer star Ashlyn Harris. Just a moment of context, Sophia and her ex-husband Grant Hughes announced their divorce on August 4th. They'd been married for only 13 months. And Ashlyn filed for divorce from her wife, Allie Krieger, on September 19th after four years of marriage. That became public on October 11th. Ashlyn and Allie have two kids together. Sophia and Grant have no kids together. They have run in the same circle for a while now. If you go back on both of their Instagrams, they're commenting on each other's photos, even photos with them and their significant others. And then on October 17th, this report comes out from people, a source saying, quote, after being friends for years and running in the same social circles, Sophia and Ashlyn went on their first dinner date a couple of weeks ago. This is so recent and they are both beginning new chapters. So... Then the source came out and said, although it's new information to the public, Ashton and Allie's divorce began months ago and they've been living apart since the summer. The source believes, quote, there's no salacious story when it comes to Bush and Harris's recent coupling, quote, though the public may want there to be. This is interesting because that's not necessarily what it seems like. It seems like perhaps there is a little bit of a salacious story brewing. I mean, based on... Allie's Instagram and comments, I would say there's certainly something salacious here. Well, so Allie Krieger posts a photo on Instagram with the caption, preparing for playoffs while in my Beyonce lemonade era. And her brother comments a Beyonce lyric and quotes, this is your final warning. You know, I give you life. If you try this shit again, you go and lose your wife. So like, I don't know, to me, there's potentially something salacious going on. Well, he also commented, by the way, and said, love you and so proud of you. These hoes ain't loyal, but me and your fans are. Like, there's there's clearly more to this story than a source is, is leading on. And by the way, this entire story from the start was such a break the internet moment. So obviously, fans are going to speculate about timelines and what happened. And they ran in the same group of friends. Like there is a lot to this story. But then once you add in a social media element of the ex basically confirming that fact, we're basically saying like there is there is plenty of salaciousness to go around here. Well, and also the fact that Allie Krieger's brother is not just commenting on that without her permission. You know what I mean? And by the way, if she was so opposed to it, the comment would have been deleted. That was clearly intentional right. and both ways. And I'm not faulting that at all. I'm just saying you don't do that without knowing the reaction it's going to get. So I think to me, the way that I read that from like a PR perspective is that's her way of making it very clear that this is not something that she is cool with, even if other sources potentially given by the other camps are trying to paint it as though she is. I don't know any more details than that, but that's kind of what it feels like. I will also say that when, you know, when we first heard about this we kind of freaked out just because we have both been very big fans of Sophia Bush for a very long time. But we have very close friends in LA that are a lesbian couple. And they said to us, they were like, with all due respect, you as two straight girls cannot be freaking out about this to the extent that us and our gay friends are. They were like, you do not understand what this means in our world. <laughs> I was like, I can't understand it, but I am so happy for you. And by the way, I also think that going back with the Sophia Bush thing is... I'm not saying the timelines are like leading me to believe that there was anything going on with her marriage, but I do think that when they got divorced, we were all really surprised about that because it had happened after only 13 months of marriage. And I remember all of us when they announced that really being taken aback by that and surprised by that news. Again, not an example where we knew a couple so well, where we were like shocked because of how invested we were in their relationship. But I do remember all of us in the internet being like, Hmm, 
It's a very interesting divorce. That's not something that we saw coming. No, it's true. And you know, I also want to point out, we don't know exactly what's going on here, but I do want to acknowledge like there's a certain sensitivity here given that at least from what Ali Krieger is saying, this was not the most kosher thing. And anything else aside, like no matter how big of a Sophia Bush fan you are, you can of course understand it from the perspective of what it seems like is Allie's, which is being relatively blindsided, of course, you know, while also knowing that you share children with this person. So I can imagine that as a little bit dicey and I don't mean to like celebrate something that may be very difficult for someone else. I'm just being honest in that it it was kind of surprising and did feel kind of exciting. Well, I also think that in terms of it not being necessarily kosher from one point of view, I just want to clarify that it doesn't necessarily mean that there was cheating going on because the fact of the matter is, is that Sophia Bush was in their friend group. So on a friend level, there is a certain amount of betrayal that may be felt there that could have nothing to do with anything like timeline wise being inappropriate. Totally, totally. And that's what I don't have enough information about, but I'm very curious about. I just like, I think sometimes when we know one party, and, and when I say we know, I just mean like we know from where we sit in pop culture more. It's like, it's so, you're so quick to lean into that. And I just want to acknowledge it's like, maybe it is worth taking a step back and saying, okay, you can be a very big fan of Sophia Bush and also acknowledge that like, maybe there was something really hurtful that went on here. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be one where we're just going to have to see how it plays out. We don't have enough information to draw a conclusion one way or another, but certainly one to keep your eye on. Definitely. We also just want to say a very happy birthday to Kim. It was her 43rd birthday. She had a Mindy Weiss planned dinner at Funk in Beverly Hills on the 20th. Her actual birthday is on the 21st. Pretty much everyone was there with the exception of Courtney, but nothing juicy there. Kim literally said in her caption, and Court, I'm jumping in bed with you next week for our bed rest picnic. So as assumed, Courtney is just very pregnant and on bed rest. But, you know, looked like a wonderful dinner that I'm sure a lot of shit was talked at. I just am so obsessed with like the current iteration of Kim and Courtney's relationship where it's like, had there not been that fight this season, I don't think Kim would have ever included that line in her caption because I think she would have just given the public the benefit of the doubt to assume that Courtney is on bed rest considering you know, she had been hospitalized during this pregnancy and she is very, very pregnant from what we've seen. And you know, in a normal circumstance, we would just say, oh, Courtney obviously is not at this dinner for that exact reason. But she knew that if she didn't include that in her caption, people would run with a narrative, even though it's so obvious what the case was. No, there is no world in which we weren't coming off of the fight from last season that Kim would have ever included that. And it is actually hilarious to think about, especially because Courtney's caption to Kim was, happy, happy birthday to my first sister at Kim Kardashian. Thank you for all those years of bossing you around and you actually listening to all of my crazy ideas. People think the fights they've seen on TV are bad. They only got to witness the hair pulling, nail digging ones from early high school. The joys of sisterhood. I love you deeply forever and always. May God bless us here with love and happiness and abundant joy. It's like, Courtney wasn't helping the case too much with that birthday post. I so appreciate the delusion of thinking that a high school fight would be worse than what we witnessed. Because I can tell you from growing up with two sisters, there is not one fight that you get into in high school that can have the weight or the significance 
to compare to the words that Kim and Courtney exchanged with each other as adults. Like they they don't even come close. I was going to say, you know, I haven't seen those high school fights, but I've certainly heard about them from Chris and I don't even think we're in the same stratosphere. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you we're not. This is like, but this is one where they have to pretend that that's the case. Like they have to pretend that it's just one of their sister fights and they've had way worse because to actually acknowledge what really went down between the two of them and what we as the public were witnessing and seeing going down between the two of them, like you got to play a little bit dumb here because otherwise it's going to be too much. (laughs) You can't move past it if you acknowledge it. No. And honestly, Courtney's too pregnant to, to acknowledge it. And I, and I, I respect that for her. Like she doesn't need that. No one needs that. So I think that no, living in this state of delusion is exactly what she needs at this level of her pregnancy. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, even if Courtney wasn't pregnant, they'd have to exist in that state of delusion. Right. Because we're not talking about two people that are actually willing to go there in this moment. They're not. They've made it very clear. They're not willing to go to therapy together, get to the actual root of the problem, which would take a lot, a lot of work. There's not a place in their lives where they want to do that. And that's totally okay. But if you know that, then you have to take the alternate route, which is just like really not acknowledging it. And clearly Courtney has gone to that extreme. Yeah. Because also they're not going to take the route of like writing each other out of each other's lives. That's just like literally not an option, which I guess would be the complete other end of the spectrum. So they just kind of float in that middle ground, which is so fun for us as the public to see. No, I mean, when we're talking about Kardashians, like chronologically, we will look back on 2023 when it applies to Kardashians as the year that Kim and Courtney tried to convince us that it wasn't as deep as we thought it was with the asterisk of like, and it was. <laughs> I mean, to me, that will be one of like the defining pop culture moments of the year, a hundred percent. Yeah, It'll no. be that and and Taylor and Travis. Of course. Anyway, is there anything else that you would like to mention? I think that's it, kid. I think so too. We love you guys. Thank you for listening and for letting us do this. And we'll see you later this week for Kardashian and Bravo. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.